We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Ah, uh, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas 10 is where you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum is at Veterans Minimum. My guy is back in the building. Once again, rocking a fire jersey, <laughs> Josh Williams, the host of the American Fan 365. Yes, sir. Back in the building with uh, Veterans Minimum. Thank you again for always you know, letting me come and spew my ignorance here. Uh, it's always a good time. Uh, always have fun with you and um, with your fans, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we're, we're talking football, we're talking some basketball today, so you know, I'm here for it. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez, Abel Resin, Ben Coetzee, and Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Thomas Robinson, and Ian Rubel. Shout out to you! You pledged for an entire year. To the Patreon, you're a legend, a good kind, and reach out to me when you hear this. I'm going to send you some merch as a perk for joining the Patreon for the entire year. Josh, fun fact, I actually finally got merch from my own merch store Yeah, from the show, yeah. Well, well, actually, fun fact, shout out to Ian Rubel because he follows, he follows it. Let's go. I've, I've, talked to him, I've talked to him a few times. So uh, hey, thank, thank you for the love. Uh, I was wondering how he found me. So that's, Let's go, now I'm starting to, it's starting, to, starting to make sense. We're just out here, bro. There We're it just is. Out here. Yo, I got to say, I'm going to put myself over quick uh, when it comes to the merch store. Bro, the bomber jacket. Oh, okay. The bomber jacket, for real. I have my own bomber jacket that I got custom. The ones that are from the merch store, which I don't, I don't do anything but send them the logo. Yeah, yeah. It it shits on my bomber jacket back home. Really? Yo, it's fire, bro. What uh, what who who did you go through for that? I know this is going off script, but who did you go through for your merch store? Uh, Shopify. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shopify. All right. Merchandise.veteransminimum.com. Cheap plug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just Shameless out here. Plug. Just out here. Shameless plug. You gotta yeah. do it. I, I um I'm gonna probably start because you you know so I keep giving away shirts and I'm like I ain't gonna keep buying these shirts. Um I'm gonna probably because I've had I've had some merch stores in the past. I think I'm gonna probably just do Teespring. And Teespring is like trying. 
Mm-hmm. I, I went on their site. I remember when Teespring had three things. <laughs> Teespring got like 75 things. Now I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'll give it a shot. Hey, man, I, I tell content creators this all the time. You should have some merch. Yeah. You should also have a LLC for your show. And I'm not trying to get all like entrepreneur like. You should. Get not a, a question. Yeah, you have like, to. Like, you have to. I think, it, I think it's very important. And also, um, you got to put yourself out there, bro. You really got to be in people's faces. You got to promote your shit. You got to be your own cosign. You got to be your own agent. I was just having this conversation recently with someone. And it was like a friend of mine from back home. And he's always been on some like hater shit. Okay. You know, like always we been. We all have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's like one of my, he's one of my good friends. But he's also like, he's a hater. Quiet right? hater. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And he was just like, yo, bro, you post so much. You do all this. Like, why are you posting so much still? And I'm like, bro. If I don't, who is yep. for me, yep. right? I have to be my own agent, my own editor, producer, manager, whole, like all that. Everyone. I have to, because if I'm not promoting it, if not, if I'm not showing it, putting myself out there, then none of this shit is possible. Well, I, so what I tell people all the time is, um, uh, especially in, in this, in content creation and that, um, we have to be, you have to go find your own village. Your friends, your, you know, the people that support you, aren't or not at the volume that you might support someone else like you and you and me i push anytime i see anything of yours i post it you know what i'm saying and like that kind of stuff it matters and people don't really understand so you have to go find your village you have to find the people that are going to do that for you because they find you dope and then um you know what you you know you talking about all the different slashes that you have in your name um i actually so i a few years ago i started saying i'm an army of one because you essentially have to move that way like I'm cool. Like, oh, you doing that by yourself? Like, yeah, because I have to. You know what I mean? If I don't, if I don't move my feet, I'm not going to eat. So slow feet don't eat. Slow feet don't eat. So, you know what I mean? So that's, you know, I know, I know that wasn't the, the, uh, <laughs> you get, you get two people that are pushing in the same room. Sometimes that stuff just comes out because <laughs> we understand the inherent struggle. So it is what it is. You just keep moving forward. That's it. Yeah. I mean, bro. It just, it gets to a point where clearly things are working. And if you're still just going to be on that wave, then I, I can't, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Like if you're still questioning some of the decisions that someone might be doing as far as promoting themselves or putting themselves out there, it's like, yo, you have to, you know? I'll, an, another conversation I was having recently was uh, I saw this Instagram post that one of my coaches, jujitsu coaches posted and it was like, you know, there's a difference between like being humble and being arrogant. Like there's always a fine line. Mm. But then also don't misinterpret that for being arrogant when someone asks you how, how you feel about your content or like how you feel about anything. Because I was on a pod recently and we were talking about, you know, like what's the best advice you could give someone that wants to get into content creating and wants to do podcasting. And to me, it's, it's like putting yourself out there. I know it sounds super generic. Or, or no, that's not the word I'm looking for. It's super like cliche. Yeah. But like, yo, you have to. And then when someone asks you about your content or about you, you have to be like, yo, I'm the best one doing it right now. Yeah. Because that's how I got every opportunity I've gotten. And, and what's funny is I would have it be like, uh, like a tester to see if I was that kind of guy. And they would ask me like, oh, yo, we're looking for someone to host this sports betting show. Do you know anyone that might be interested or might be good for this role? And then I get insulted. 
<laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Do I know anyone? I uh, am that someone. I was like, I am him. <laughs> I, am <laughs> I am that person. And then fast forward yeah. a couple months later after things get picked up and things are going well, that person came back to me and was like, that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to put your foot down and be like, yo, I'm that guy for this particular role. And in general, I just think it's very important for people to be able to put themselves out there. I, I guess I, I come, you know, so just my background, I'm always like, I don't feel like I'm the best, but I also feel like nobody else can be me. And that is what separates me from him or her or whomever. I'm going to be me. And so if you love what I do, then you're going to love me because I'm always going to be that. I'm not going to be someone else. I can't be someone else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but for me be like, yeah, I'm the, it's hard. It's like, it just is not my makeup. It's not, it's not me. Um, because I, because like, I, I always know there's people that are going to work harder than me. There's people that do things better or do this, but they're not me. They might not be able to connect with people in the certain way that I do. And, you know, they obviously don't know as many people as I do, maybe. Like, yeah, you know I mean, there's always something. There's always something we always have to get better at. But, um, you know, for me, I just know that I'm going to be me and I'm going to continue to get better at what I'm doing because I care and I want to. So for me to move like I'm the best and I'm like, shoot, I don't have, I don't have nobody backing me right now. So I know I'm not the best I can be. You want to see me do something, go ahead and give me some backing. So, you know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of how I'm. I think the saying is when you're good, you tell people. When you're great, they say it for you. Yes. That's yeah, deep. That's, that, that, Jesus. Ah, damn. That's, 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 someone, that's in someone's uh, yearbook right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's in someone's yearbook. We got to find that yearbook, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I love it. Uh, on a serious note, I want to talk about the NFC East. I love that you're on because, number one, I love having you on the show. That's why I keep inviting you to come back on the show. And number two, you are also a Washington fan. Yeah, yes. We're, we're the Redskins. It's okay. I'm, I'm, the, I'm a Giants fan. I know and I hate this division equally. It's equal hate for everybody. Really? So you have equal hate? No, no, no. I'm lying. I'm okay, just, okay. I, I was just capping. You, try, you tried it. You tried it's, it. <laughs> it's, I mean, anyone that knows, it's Eagles. Like 19 stories. Dang. Cowboys and then Washington. Dang. Yeah, okay. it's Philly, Philly number one. Ain't shit change, bro. It's it's definitely Cowboys, then Philly, and, and the Giants. The Giants for a for a moment, and I told you why they 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 superseded Philly for a few years. There, that hate was real. It cost me a relationship. Wait, what? hold on. Why? I told you about this. Let me tell you on air. Yeah, of course you will. Come on, bro. Spill the beans. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, okay, so this is going back to it's going back to to oh nine ten. So this is, you know, Giants are running high. MetLife yeah, is brand yeah, spanking yeah. new. So uh, I was dating a girl at the time that uh, was from Detroit, lived in Jersey, uh, moved to Jersey when you guys won in 07. So then she picked, you know, the Lions were always trash. So she picked up the Giants as another favorite team. And um, so we had been dating for probably about seven, eight months. I had taken this girl on trips. You know what I mean? You talk about your trips and everything you got going on. I, I, take, I, I, flew, I flew her out, flew her to, to Miami, Bahamas. We had gone to Miami a couple times. We had Bro, gone a couple places. Bro, how much money do you have? You can't even join the hey, Patreon? Hey, listen, listen, listen. What the f- Listen. I know you personally. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want to go out for dinner? We go out for dinner. <laughs> All right, man. Say less, bro. Say less. But, Continue. Um, 
But so uh, so this was the this was the first year of MetLife. This is when MetLife first opened up. And at the time, uh, one of my boys, well, actually, excuse me, one of my good friends from high school and college, she was dating um, uh, Bruce, Bruce Johnson. He was a cornerback on the Giants. She was dating him. He went to Miami um, and Jenny had met him. Uh, oh, shoot. Her name was Jenny. <laughs> and Oops. My fault. And, uh, and so, Leaving it in. <laughs> beep that out. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so, so the Giants were playing the Lions at MetLife. It was the first time Calvin Johnson was playing at this point too. And so, um, so I, I, you know, I went to, she had never been to a Giants game, any game. And so, uh, I hit up Bruce and was like, hey, bro, like Jenny needs tickets. You know, can you get her some tickets? Because I was actually going to go. And then, you know, I did. I decided not to go. So he gets her two tickets. Her and her girlfriend go. They sit in the player's section. They sit next to Ahmad Bradshaw's best friend. That's her baby's father now. <laughs> so uh, love connections were made by Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 next segment is sponsored by Love Connections by Joshua Williams. Yo, so I had a yeah. fr- I had a friend of mine. He was talking to this girl for so long, so long, and he was like, she was she was so far out of it. she's out of my league. Like this girl was like smoke show, like actual model. I'm not talking about like some Instagram chick that does squats. Like okay. I'm talking about like an actual model. And you know, he was like, and, and he's, he's rather successful. Like he has okay. money. His family comes from money, but he's doing well for himself. And he was like buying her things and all that. And, uh, the heat were in the finals in 2013 and she was sitting courtside. I was like, bro, you lost her. <laughs> hey man. She, she ain't coming back. She ain't coming back, bro. It happens. Listen, if it's a pro athlete, it's a rap for you. So it didn't happen to me, but it happened to someone really close to me. Whose name I'm not going to mention because for, for many reasons. It happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I mean, listen. I've, so now, I've, now I know the hatred for the Giants. Oh yeah, no, it was it was real because I because I had actually gotten to the point where I started to like the Giants. I started cheering for y'all. Like you guys were my least hated team for a long time, and then that happened. Yo, so from what my experience, I feel like Washington and New York they don't hate each other as much. And a lot of it has to do with both of them never really ruining the others' playoff hopes. At least from my lifetime, I've never had a Washington game be for the division or or, or play in the playoffs where it mattered. It mattered. It, well, the 80s. The 80s we did. Yeah, but I'm talking about that. that that's yeah. like my generation now, <laughs> well, right? Well, so, I mean, this is all I have to hold on to, Nick. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's fair. But I'm talking about like, so I always make this case for people to understand as a Giants fan, where the hate is. Sure. I'm 32 years old. If you're like 35 and under, it's the Eagles. And I don't even think it's comp- like debatable. No, that's fair. That's For as fair. far as the teams that you hate in the division. Well, because the Eagles, remember the Eagles were the ones that were... Like, shoot, they were the beasts of the East for a, for a good stretch with Donovan McNabb. Bro, you're talking about NFC title game after NFC title game. They went to a couple Super Bowls. Even when they would suck, Eli would go into Philly and it looked like he never threw a football before. Victor <laughs> Cruz's career ended in Philly yes, when he blew did. out his patella. Yes, it did. I mean, like, bro, uh, and I, I've talked about this in the, uh, in the past. The only win I remember vividly in my mind was when they beat them week three in 2011, the Victor Cruz breakout, and then he did the salsa. Yeah. Right? Yep. 
That's the only win they've had in Philly that was like, oh shit, it matters. You didn't win because Philly rested their players or, or the Giants rested their players and it was a, a game that didn't matter. Like, that's the only time that it happened. So it's Philly by a landslide. Like okay. the team Philly. Yeah. The Cowboy fan is number one as okay, far as okay. who you hate. Okay, like, okay, all right. Like the enough. most irrational fan base. The I'm telling you, and Ro and I have talked about this on the show, it's actually the ones that are outside of Texas. The, the Dallas fans from Texas are actually like the rest of us, but their fan base is so big, and it's the ones that have never seen the state of Texas that those are the ones that you're like, oh, you're, you're, you're something else entirely. But uh, yeah, my, my, my biggest uh, cowboy, um, not cowboy, uh, Eagles, Eagles Giants moment is uh, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, bro, I was at that game and then I left to beat the traffic and then I come home and serious? I literally see Matt Dodge drop the, drop the punt. No, Deshaun Jackson drops the punt. Yeah. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. You were at that Le- game. Left early. Bro, they were up like 27 with eight minutes left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. I was like, ah, we're not going to hit the traffic. Punt the ball away. But you know what? It doesn't hurt as much because then the next year they won the Super Bowl. It all, it, all, it all works out. So when I see them show that clip, I'm like, fuck. Ah, ah yeah, yeah, we won the Super Bowl next <laughs> it's, year. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, just get a ring. Just get a ring. <laughs> Yo, by the way, just close my mind. If you root for a team and you've never been to a home game of theirs, how much of a fan are you? You ain't a fan, bro. Can't that's, do that. That's man law. I, I accept. I yeah. accept that as man law. You know how many Laker fans I know in New York? They've never been... Never even seen the state of California? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those exist. It's a different... Nah, you got to go. You got to go. Different brand. That's a whole different level of uh, mental instability that I, I wish to call something else. But now that I know that they can hear us out there, I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> this division... What would you say from a 1 to 10, 10 being the most excited, 1 being you don't give a damn, where is your level of excitement for this division heading into 2023? It, I mean, it's, it's a 10. It has to be 10. Um, you know, when you look at it, not only were we the beast of the East again last year for the first time in many, many years, all four teams really should have made the playoffs if, you know, that dreadful tie and, and, the, and the choke the choke and molestation that happened in Landover didn't happen versus the Giants. After being laughed at the last couple of years. Yes. Yes. But if you look at it, if you look at it on the whole, um, each of the teams has a, a quarterback right now, potentially. I mean, it all depends on Sam Howell. But, you know, it, for me, it's really, it's going to come down to Daniel Jones continuing to ascend and Jalen, you know, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts attending to ascend. If they, if both of those quarterbacks show last year wasn't a joke and they take another step, it's going to be a very, very dangerous, exciting division. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I wouldn't say a 10. I would say I'm more of a seven. Oh, what would make it a 10? If I knew for a fact, Sam, Howell was going to be a stud and I love, I love dude. I get very excited for second year quarterback. Like there's always all the all the elite ones. If you really look at their careers, that second, the year one to two leap, and then two to three is like holy shit, I've arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So year two and three is when you're like, oh damn, and then we got something. We got something. 
You look at Trevor Lawrence last year, year two. Pat Mahomes won the Super Bowl in year two. Yep. Uh, sorry, not the Super Bowl. Uh, won the MVP in year two. No, didn't they win? No, because remember, they lost in the AFC title game to the Pats. To Brady? Yeah. That was year one as a starter, his second year in the league. Yes. Now year his three, second year three, they won. Yeah, which was his second year starting. That's right. But again, goes to that point where when you're an elite guy, now we are talking about the greatest ever do it, but still, it's that second year. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. First year yeah. was just all right. Yeah. Year three ends up going to the Super Bowl and winning it. Yep. So it's it's very important. Like that's a real thing that happens. So um Lamar Jackson also forgot to mention him. He won the MVP. That's, that's in, right. In year that's two. right. So there's there's a real thing that happens. Now, that's what would make it a 10 for me. The biggest storyline, though, in this division has to do with coaches. And it has to do with the Eagles and the Cowboys both lost offensive coordinators mm -hmm. that I think had a lot to do with the success for both of those quarterbacks. Yep. That's, that's Kellen Moore, I've been saying, is the biggest free agent loss any team has had. Did he, where did he go? Did he go anywhere else? You know where he went? Where? The 2024 Super Bowl champion, LA Chargers. Sorry, Antoine. We got a Raider fan in the building the over there. LA Chargers. And we got an Eagle fan in the building too, bro. The Chargers? You think the Chargers are going to take... All right, I'll, I'll let you continue. Go ahead. Yo, Kellen Moore had Dallas as a top five offense all the years that he was there. Yep. Their offense was never an issue. Their offense became an issue in January. Dude, yes. Dallas September to, to, to the December. new year yeah. is incredible in the regular season. They, they just are. Do they lay an egg? Yeah. But when you look at it, bro, every team kind of lays an egg. Yeah. Like, yo, how did Philly lose to Washington on Monday Night Football at home? Because huh? we ran that ball. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, dude, I, another thing I talk about all the time, at the end of any season, you could look back and I call it the WTF games. Sure. Like, yo, the, the Bills lost... To the Jaguars? Yes, yes, yes. That's who they and were. And they were a 15-point favorite? What the? F it, and every got, team. And got, and got beat. Like, bro, it wasn't even on some nonsense. Bro, the Falcons beat, like, the Bengals and Niners back-to-back -back this year. What? You know, like, it, it's games where you're like, holy shit, how did that happen? Yeah. So, Dallas has one of those all the time. And then, remember when they lost to, to Denver? Like, they were down like 27 nothing to Denver at home. I remember I lost them in my eliminator pool. It was like week 11 or 12. So that's why I really remember it. Because I'm like, damn, you know, I got the cow. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're good. They're a 10-point favorite at home. They should beat the Broncos. Psych. No, they didn't. There goes they that got, eliminator pool. They got cracked. They got their <laughs> shit punched in for sure. So, Kellen Moore, I really think, is the biggest loss any team has suffered this offseason. And then when you factor in what that might do for the Chargers, holy hell, it might be epic. But mm -hmm. they lose the offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore, and then Philly loses both of their coordinators. Yes, yes. First time since 1994 that a team goes to the Super Bowl and loses both of their coordinators the next year. Yeah. Philly is going to be a big deal. And I actually did have the, uh, the Cowboys as the storyline for my storyline as well, because, uh, you know, now Mike McCarthy is going to be calling the plays. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, you're hundred percent right. The, you know, the Eagles, the Eagles losing both coordinators, uh, their offensive coordinator going to the Colts. I forget where their defensive coordinator went. Arizona. 
as the coach, head yeah. coach. Oh, okay. So I mean, like that's a lot of change for a team that just had a great season. They didn't have a great season the season before. They had a solid season, but then you know, solid to Super Bowl run, and then now you you strip the cupboard of your coaching. You lose some players. Um, I think the Eagles are going to have a good year, but I don't I don't know if they're going to hit the heights that everyone's expecting them. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Devil's advocate is... However. Yeah, however. You know how they do the however. Because, dude, as a... Just knowing and understanding football and also the the better in me, mm. the Eagles are your classic fade team for 2023. Mm. Lose both of their coordinators. Lost a lot of key players on both sides of the ball. Drafted well. Drafted well. Well, at least on the, you know, on, on the paper, eyeball, yeah. eyeball test, we need they to, drafted well. Yeah, we need to see. Yeah. Um, let's never forget that the 2012 Seattle Seahawks got an F and they drafted Bobby Wagner, R- Russell Wilson, and Bruce Irving, who defined the decade in Seattle. Yeah. So j- just want to add context that we don't really know what we're talking about when it comes to the draft. Yeah. <laughs> till, till they put on the pads. Till they put on the pads, right? Yeah. So Philly loses a bunch of players. The division got better. Yes, we can. We can at least attest yeah. to that. The division got better. But then you're looking at it like, yo, they're the only team in the league that has a definitive number one offensive line and defensive line, in my opinion. Or at least a top three for both. And the, the NFC is so bad. Like, so bad. You think so? Yeah. In terms of top elite quarterbacks, I'd probably, yeah. I'd, if you look at quarterbacks, like, the, the, the two best quarterbacks in the NFC might be in this division. Dak and Hurts. Yeah, could be. Who else? And, and, and Dak, we already know, is the black Kirk Cousins, so. He would be the other one that would be on this list. No, Jesus Christ. All right, so tell me. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. This I'm is thinking. my point. No, because, okay, the Niners don't have an elite quarterback. They have a great team, great scheme, not elite quarterback. Um, Stafford, he's coming off the injury. Yeah, Gino. And, and Stafford also is getting older. Um, uh, K1, Kyler, towards ACL, and we wouldn't call him elite either. Either way. Like, bro, um, this is why I was making the case for Derek Carr being a top five quarterback wow. in, this, in this conference because the conference is so bad. Wow, that's actually very, very, that's very profound. Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Bryce Young. Jury's still out because we haven't seen him. We don't know. Rodgers ain't there no more. Yeah. Justin Fields. Jordan Love, I think, is going to be, I, I, like, I literally think Jordan Love is going to have the Aaron Rodgers first year. They're going to go seven or eight wins. Yeah. They're going to be solid. But they're going to have their games where he costs in the game. Then they're going to have games where he does enough to win it. Yeah, growing pains. Your first time yeah. starting. Yeah. Yeah, that's expected. That's fine. But I think the two best quarterbacks in the NFC are Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. And then after that, you're, you're making a... Like, I think them two definitively yeah. are the two best. I would even say that the Cowboys and the Eagles are the two best teams in the NFC with the exception being San Francisco I'd have in that combo. I just sure. don't know who the quarterback is. So... Yeah. For me, the the coaches, it's a bigger deal. It's a big deal, man, when you lose your coordinators. Because, yo, we saw it. Look, my boy Brian Dable, he comes over, add to this storyline, Daniel Jones, he has a career year. Josh Allen, mm, 
not yeah, as not as a good great. year. He had, had a good year, year but. Red zone turnovers, sloppy with the ball. And then yeah. you look at Daniel Jones, his whole career was sloppy with the ball. Red zone turnovers sort of changed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like Josh Allen is still a top five quarterback in the league, but it's he's no longer in that combo with Pat Mahomes, which he was yes. prior to last season. Yes. He is in the combo of Madden. He got the Madden cover though. Yeah. So Bill's you know, Mafia, man. Good for him. Bill's Mafia. Good for him. What would you say is your biggest addition in the division? Oh. I would say honestly, the Georgia Eagles, the <laughs> all the all oh. the all the Georgia players, like the Eagles have literally amassed, I'd say maybe five starters from the last two national championship teams on defense. When and we could say that that's been probably one of the better defenses of all time in college football. So, like like we said before, you know. The draft went very well for the Eagles. The Eagles picked up every position of need. Um, I was so pissed they got uh, Keely Ringo because I, I wanted him. But then, you know, when I saw him fall, I was like, uh, maybe there was something else. But, I mean, listen, 6'3", 4'3", that's it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem at cornerback. So, um, definitely for me, it's the Georgia Eagles. Bro, they flash that graphic on draft day. And it's like six of their front seven projected starters are all from Georgia. And yeah. even last year, they got, they got Jordan Davis. Yeah. Davis, so, uh, N'Kobe Dean. Um, they got another linebacker this year. And yo, you know what I like a lot that Philly did? I saw the Giants fall victim to this. The Giants in 07 to 2011 were so good in the trenches. Offensive yeah. line, defensive line. That ah, let's let's try to find a safety in the draft. Let's try to get a corner. Let's yeah. try to get a wide receiver. Let's get a running back. Let's not address offensive line, defensive line, right? Football's one in the trenches. But then what happens? You don't build on your strength, and then your strength becomes your biggest weakness. Yep. Like the Giants just got an offensive line, maybe nine games ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. But that's what happens. Where look at what's look at. Look at the good teams in the league right now, what they do. Yeah. Look at San Francisco. Every year, what do they do? More D-linemen, bro. More D-line, more D-line. Yeah, but you got Bosa. You got this guy. Doesn't you got matter. That. Don't matter. I want him. What did Philly do? We have the best. We got the most sacks in NFL history from our front four. More D-line. Go, go get the, uh, the D-line that, that's dropping. Yeah. We lost Hargrave. Javon Hargrave, who went to San Francisco. Who? Building on your strength. Go out there and build on your strength. What have the Bengals done the last couple of years? All offensive line. Well, they did that also because Joe Burrow was running for his freaking life. Yeah, they had to. They had. <laughs> but even though the offensive line improved last year, yeah. they're still like, yo, we got to oh, keep, oh, keep building on it. Kansas sure. City, same thing. Keep building on it. Yeah. So that's what I really like what Philly has done. They're building on their offensive line. They're building on their defensive line because that's where games are won, bro. Thousand percent. Absolutely where games are, are won. So... For me, though, I know I'm talking about the trenches. Dude, most polarizing wide receiver of our generation, of the last decade, who would you say it is? Last decade? Yeah. Odell. OBJ. Okay, that's a good one. OBJ. Same draft class. I, have, I got Brandon Cooks. No. Oh. People don't even talk about Brandon Cooks. Okay. <laughs> Very fair. Now, when I, what I mean by polarizing is probably the wrong term because the answer is definitely Odell. Okay. But Cooks went from 
underrated when he came out because he was undersized. Yeah, yeah. Then he had those two, three monster years in New Orleans. But then when you really look at it from a, from a stat standpoint, you're like, dude, there was one year, bro. I think it was 2015 that I think like if he scored 300 fantasy points that year, I think like 180 of them came in like four games. And yeah. then the rest of them was like, I, you know, yeah, <laughs> he was the king of eight for 200 and a touchdown and then one for 12, two for 24, yeah, five for 50, and then eight for 175. Yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> right. So super like Doug Martin. Remember Doug Martin? Oh my, oh my God. The, the, what was, what was his nickname? The, uh, the, uh, muscle hamster. The muscle hamster. Yeah. Bro, Doug Martin, one of my buddies in our fantasy league used to dangle Doug Martin in fantasy trades. Like he was 2006 Ladanian Thomason. <laughs> You'd be like, yo, but y'all going to get Doug Martin. We're like, bro, who cares? He had one great game. He had that one game where he scored like 60 points. Yeah. Yeah. With the five touchdowns. Yes. But again, Brandon Cooks early on, Comes into the league underrated, then becomes wild overrated. One trick pony, he's just gonna go deep. Yep. Then he bounces around and with, with New England, he bounces around with the Rams, and then he ends up in Houston where he became underrated again. Yeah. Because you're like, yo, bro, this guy's putting up good numbers, and he's being literally game planned for because there's no one else on the team. Yep. And now you add him to Dallas. Dak and this offense is built to be explosive and downfield. So you got Gallup, you got C.D. Lamb, and you got him now. Bro, it's a lot for you to cover. And now you're going to have Pollard out the backfield. I know you lose Schultz, who's a big part of your offense, but I think Brandon Cooks going to the Cowboys is going to be a monster move. Uh, I'll, I'll say this just because it's Dallas. Um, for me, I, outside of C.D. Lamb, I don't trust anybody else. Michael Gallup, he shows up and, and falls apart. So, and, and I know he was also still working back from injury, but like he was like that prior to injury. You know what I'm saying? He would have a game where he'd be like, oh, Michael Gallup, you know, but then he'd have wide open touchdowns, drop the ball. Nobody around is you and Jesus drop. Like, you know what I mean? He's just that. So I, I never really like, he's that guy that you get mad that they score. It's like, oh, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, well, we can't let him get, get off too. But um, you're, you're right. You definitely still game plan for CeeDee Lamb. Um, Brandon Cooks, I think, how old is he now? Like 30, 31? Around there. So already an undersized uh, receiver. I'm reserving judgment is what I'll say. That's <laughs> and fair. Again, and again, it's still the Black Kirk Cousins. So It's you know. fair. And, and you, got, you got Mike McCarthy calling plays, which Aaron Rodgers was not a fan. Yo, and that, and that could be my subtraction because I know I mentioned it in the storyline, but I really yep. think Kellen Moore not being there is going to be massive because now you got Mike McCarthy calling the plays. You saw how good this offense was when he was calling the plays. Top five offense in the league. I think they might have been number one, too, from a points for, per for, game. For a period. I know they were yeah. number one for yeah, a period. Yeah, they were, they were I, a I juggernaut. I want to say until uh, not midseason, but like maybe like week 11. They were like the top at something. And yeah. Then that but I also think if you just look at his tenure as an offensive coordinator, they were the number one offense. Like all those years combined. Yeah. Yeah. They're up there. They're right there with the Chiefs and, you know, the Rams, the, what the Rams have been. Um, uh, is The biggest subtraction for me actually was with the Cowboys as well. And I said in terms of star power, losing Ezekiel Elliott. No, 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 no. Star power. No, no, no. 
I will okay. I, I will I will put it out to Star you. Star like power this. to who? Jerry Jones. Put it like this way. Okay. He held all them right. back. For for all for all of the fans out there. He held them back. What what current cowboy jersey do you see when you go out? It's Ezekiel Elliott. I don't ever see CeeDee Lamb. I very rarely see Dak Prescott, but I see 2-1 all the time. So in terms of star power, they when you asked about subtraction, I was like, well, not a whole lot of losses in the division, but as far as star power, the division definitely lost some star power with losing Ezekiel Elliott. I think when you envision the Dallas Cowboys, the running back position is the one that stands out. Running back and in, 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 I'd say receiver too, Michael Irvin, uh, Miles Austin. That period. Oh God! When he was when he was dating a Kardashian, and then God. the originator of the Kardashian curse. By the way, that's the original. Miles, wasn't it Reggie? Damn, I think it was Reggie Bush, bro. Damn, you're right. Well, when Red see, but Reggie Reggie also broke up like right when the sex tape dropped. So it wasn't really so much we were blaming that on on yeah. on the Kardashians. It was like we was like we understand, dog. Get out. Get out your girls everywhere right now. <laughs> Yo, bro, Reggie Bush forever running back two in my heart. My first big money league was when he was with the Dolphins. Oh. Had like a, a thousand yards. That was a great year. Yeah, 2012, <laughs> baby. Shout out to year. Reggie. Shout out to Reggie Bush. The real Heisman winner. Well, he did win. Yeah, but they had to give it back. Give it back. Vince Young won the won the thing that mattered. Yeah. But yo, you don't you don't think there's some teams in sports, but let's stay with the NFL. Yeah. Where when you think of that team, you think of that position on the field. Like Green Bay, when I think of Green Bay, I think quarterback. Quarterback. Colts, I feel the same way. Ravens? Ravens is defense. But in particular, well, linebacker. Ob obviously, yeah. Yeah, they've had, they've had some stuff. Um, hmm. Miami, I'd say. Ooh, I don't know what Miami would be because it's been a long time since Dan Marino. Miami's like the field goal kicker. Uh, running back for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. I'd, probably, I'd probably go running back. Dude, Chiefs, I think tight end. Oh, Tony, yeah. Tony G and then yeah. Kelsey yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right, so there's fair. some teams where that's I think fair. that position is just so coveted from the, the aura and the history of that position for that organization. Yeah. So that's why I think you see a lot of the Zeke stuff. But like, bro, Anyone that's been listening to the show for a couple of years, they know I've been on the yo, Pollard is better than Zeke. Just the eye test. And dude, yes. this is this I, is I will not disagree in any way. I, we've all been saying yo, so this is what upsets me sometimes. You have all these analytic dorks that come into sports and like, yo, sometimes it's just the eye test. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, his yards per carry, his is per 36 in the NBA. It's, yeah. In, in MMA, you'll hear him like, oh, his uh, significant strike rate. strike rate. And it's like, bro, he's just better than this guy. I don't need to just watch. And I hate being yeah. a, yo, are you watching guy? But sometimes like the answer is right there in front of you. It's Remember literally when, right there. Bro, Aaron Jones early on in his career, him and Jamal Williams. Yes. It was like, bro, Aaron Jones is way better than him. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, And then... Oh yeah, let's put you him know, in. You're looking at PFF, and they're like, "Yeah, but you know his his uh, splits and his snaps." And the, you're like, "Shut up!" His snaps from the right hash oh. aren't aren't nearly as good as his ones from the left. Listen, man, the eye test 
is all reliable sometimes. Yeah. Now there are certain positions where like, yo, bro, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how many good left guards there are in the league. That I'll use PFF. A PFF or a football yeah. outsiders or something like that. But like But even even that it could be misleading. Even that I was I was when when I when we brought Peyton Barber on our show, we were talking about so much truthfully does come down to where you're drafted, where you go, how you're used. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's the same thing. You, you look at all sports. You look at the NBA. It's the same way. We'll be like, oh, this guy's trash. He's not trash. He's just not necessarily being used to the best of his abilities or he has a coach that knows how to, like, we all wish we could have Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid can make sorry dudes look great. Look Alex at, Smith. Well, Alex Smith, but then also um, just came from your team, Kadarius Tony. Couldn't find the field. Nah, 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 nah. Kadarius Tony was good with the Giants. He just would play one and a half games and then he would be out for six weeks, <laughs> which is exactly what's going to happen with Kansas City. And no. guess what? It happened with Kansas City in the regular season. No, no, he didn't play. He, he, came, he came hurt. No, he got hurt. Nah, he was hurt when he got there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he, was, he wasn't right. healthy. He, once he started playing, he was good. <laughs> Yo, Kadarius Tony, because uh, KC Sports Network, shout out to those guys. They've been in the studio. They're a part of the network. And they obviously cover the Kansas City Chiefs. And they were putting out all these depth charts with wide receiver one is Kadarius Tony. It's like, hey, man, the talent, the talent, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Incredible talent. Makes dudes look silly out there. However, I'm telling you, week one and two, he'll put up like 250 all-purpose yards. And then he's going to pull a hamstring and he'll be out until week 11. Because that's exactly <laughs> what his career has been. I can't, I can't argue that. All, but all I can say, all I can say, you know, well, maybe not Kadarius Tony, but Andy Reid, look, he's had so many different types of quarterbacks. They've all looked great in his system. Yeah. Bro, Kevin Cobb with the Thank Eagles at one point. I was about, I was about was, to say, Kevin Cobb, he, like, think about all the dudes he got money. Matt Flynn yeah. went to the Seahawks and stole money. Uh, Freaking, uh, what's his name that came back and won the, uh, won the Super Bowl with them? Um, what's his name? The won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Foles? Yes. Remember, Nick Foles had like seven touchdowns, then oh, went, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, went yeah, and signed yeah, yeah, with yeah, the Rams yeah. and, I forgot and that stole he was money. With them too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then came back. Like, he made players look great. And we all wish we could have a coach like that. I've forever had coaches that it's like, I know you run a 4 3. We're going to put you in the dirt. Like, <laughs> let, let him be a cheetah. Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? So. No, nah, that's, that's so true. And I love that. I love that episode you did with Peyton Barber because. It's it's always cool when someone who's legit in the trenches of that sport or that field validates what you say. Because I've always been talking about how it's not fair that a kid gets drafted and he's 21 years old. NBA, let's talk about the NBA, right? Because the draft okay. is happening tonight, sure. tomorrow. A dude gets drafted. He's 18 years old, 19 years old. And then at 22, we're like, ah. He's, he's trash. He's washed. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. How? How? How is that possible? So, to me, it's, were you in the right place, right time, right coaching staff, right support, teammates? Support group. Is everyone 21 that you're playing with? Look what's happening in Memphis, right? It can implode. It can implode. Why do you think Haslam's still on the heat? Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's an assistant coach, but it's also like, yo, 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 you can't be, you can't be out here. Can't be doing that. Yeah. So I think it's very important to to give people a pass. Uh, of course. Especially at that age and coming in. Yeah. 
uh, we all need grace. Yeah. We all need grace. And uh, as sports fans, that's probably one of the biggest things I wish more fans would do is give time and give context. You know what I mean? We're always so quick to just jump ship and say, you know, all these crazy things. Like the biggest thing with my team is Chase Young. And everybody, oh, Chase Young's a bust. I'm like, he played one season. He won Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie. He tears his ACL. He comes back three games left of the season. What about that is him being trash? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's just. He's another guy who had a lot of production in like five games. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he was, he, I, I will say this. Even, even me being, you know, always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. He, he has not been, you know, exemplary. You know what I mean? I remember the, the game that he tore his ACL versus Denver, and they were talking about in that game, like Denver had like four dudes on their line that were undrafted, and these youngins was having a party in the backfield. And I was like, I got four first-round picks on my line, and we can't find the quarterback with a map. <laughs> like, like what, what's going on? So, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you as well. But, um, I mean, I think, I think he still has a chance to – be what everyone was projecting him to be. But you don't want to start tearing a guy down and tearing down every decision he makes and all that kind of stuff. When I saw Jamin Davis, when Jamin Davis was out here in uh, in um, February, I was talking to him because that's another one of our defensive players that everyone always is hating. And I'm like, is Jamin supposed to make every tackle? Like, he's supposed to be from on that side of the field and make a tackle over here. That was his fault too. Because it was like everything that was happening wrong on our defense, they were blaming on Jamin Davis. And so when I talked to him, I was like, hey, bro, I just want you to know, everybody, everybody doesn't believe what, you know, all the, the pundits and everyone tries to put out on you. And he was like, I really appreciate that. Because it's like, it's the truth, man. Like, like call what you see. Stop making, everyone makes a narrative now and it's so upsetting. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Division odds. I love you. <laughs> King of the segways or not? Division odds. <laughs> you know you know why I really did that? Why? For the ad break. For the ad break? I like it. Man, I've been doing this for years, bro. <laughs> Come on, baby. You know I'm out here. All right. Division odds. Since 2002, there hasn't been a repeat winner. Yes. In this Eagles. Division. Eagles won it last year. Last year. I was all in on the Philadelphia Eagles. Made a lot of money on the Eagles. 
preseason, I felt like they should have been the favorite in the division. I thought 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl was an egregious line. I bet them 35 to 1 to have the best record in football last year. And it hit. Did they? Yeah. I, I believe they were tied with someone else. But yeah, they, they had the best record in the NFL. So I cashed. Yeah. If history repeats itself, you have to pick one of the three teams in the division. Who would it be? I'm going to go with mine. Nah. Come on, bro. Hey. Why not? You want me to tell you why not? You want me to tell you why I believe in mine? Division odds real quick. Okay, go ahead. Go with mine because this, this is for people that, you know, these are for the degenerates out there. Eagles minus 120. They're your favorite. The Cowboys are plus 175. The New York Giants are plus 700. Oh, that's way too high. And Washington is 10 to 1. I mean, so the only, these, the only main reason why it doesn't make sense is because the rest of the division would essentially have to implode or everyone in the division would have to take a solid step back. So if the Eagles won, you know, 13, 14 games last year, they'd have to come down to about 11, 10 to 11. I don't know if they're going to make that kind of a deviation. I think they're not going to have as good a year, but I don't know if they fall that far back. Um, I, I think, you know, listen, the Giants would be a great pick as well, especially at those numbers at plus 700. That's a great pick. It's a great pick. Um, I mean, I'm going to say mine because uh, simply because I think if Sam Howell is first off with Eric Bieniemy as the coordinator, if Sam Howell is Patrick Mahomes light, not even, not even on that area. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll give you, come on, bro. No, 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 no. All right. That's, that's you. We're, 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 we're talking about greatness. Okay. I'll, Okay. Let me think of a comp. Okay. You were just talking, okay. you were okay. just talking about pundits saying no, wild no, no, shit. No. And then you All come right. out here and say okay. this. If Sam Howell is Jared Goff. Okay. With more mobility. Obviously. Yeah. If he's Jared Goff with more mobility, we win 10 to 12 games. I think you're crazy. Just off of that, say that, say that. Like, think, I want you to really think about how bad my quarterback situation is. <laughs> it was, it was. Like, I really, was, really was, don't was, think was, people was. really truly appreciate how bad this situation is. And we've been singing praises for Terry McLaurin for a minute now. Yeah. And, and so now, okay, so now you, you, you know, Jahan Dotson again. You have a second year Jahan Dotson. You have Curtis Samuel. Hopefully he's in bubble wrap and we keep him healthy the whole season. But, yeah, I mean, like, if you really, but we have, we have an imaginative offense now. Yeah. We haven't had that dog since since the Shanahan's left. Dude, I root for that dude so much. Curtis Samuel is one of the best players out of New York City ever. Really? Played yeah. in Brooklyn, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I know he's from New the York, P, but I didn't know. PSAL, public school athletically. Okay, okay. I didn't I didn't know that he Second uh, team all city, baby. <laughs> First team all Queens. It's out here. There it is. There it is. Slinging. But I mean, but like look, if he if he could give me Jared Goff, which is thirty five hundred yards. 25 to 30 touchdowns, we win 10 to 12 games. Yo, you you and George back-to-back -back shows is, is too much for you to hear. No, no, no. Both mentioned 3,500 yards like passing. Like that's a good thing. It's a good, it's a good thing in the late 90s, bro. 
Listen, I need minimum. I need minimum forty two hundred for my quarterback. No, 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 you don't. You have Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, let's roll, thing. That, let's a, roll need, that beautiful bean I need, footage. <laughs> I need, I need that. That's what I need. I'm not saying what I'm getting. I'm saying what, what I not need. What I got. Yeah, <laughs> Herbert slinging five k a year. Mahomes is like on a bad season, forty six hundred. Like, yo, I need, I need yards, bro. Oh my because, god. Because, dude, you know what else? On a serious note, with the passing yards, passing yards used to be misleading. Hold on. Daniel Jones, 3,200 yards last year. <laughs> I need more, DJ. I need more. I need more. Yo, listen. Yo, passing yards used to be very misleading. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand percent. Like Blake Bortles was like QB six in some fantasy leagues and they were getting their shit punched in every week. Yep. Because he'd end up, oh, yo, he had 300 yards. They're losing. And they're, they're down 28 in the fourth quarter. That's why. Yeah. But I think now with how the NFL has shifted where it's so passing, it's like, dude, you better be throwing 300 yards a game. No question. You should be. No. And they come in wins. Yeah, yes. Yes. 300 comes in more wins than I think in years yeah. past, obviously. Um, I still think my team wants to run the ball. So I don't think he's just going to be back there slinging it. Um, but 3,530 touchdowns under 15 interceptions or turnovers. Bro, we win 12 games. 12 now? 12, 10 to 12. I'm being dead serious. You can look, hey, go ahead, put, give, me, give me my ISO cam back. If if the Washington Redskins, Commanders, football team, whatever you wish to call them, if Sam Howe gives me 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, total touchdowns, it could be running two, and uh, in under 15 turnovers, we're, we're, we're getting 12 wins. I promise. You, hey, you can look at me with those judgmental eyes all you want. <laughs> He been drinking. Uh, <laughs> hey, he been drinking. There's no other way, bro. Hey, I'm I'm being real, cause like, okay, cause you gotta remember too, if 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 that's what's happening, we've been a good team. We're running the ball well. Brian Robertson probably has about you know a thousand yards. Antonio Gibson probably has about eight hundred to a thousand all-purpose yards. Like, yeah, man. I, I'm. That's not even me being a fan. Like, because our defense has played well. We just have had horrendous quarterback play. Only division in the NFL last year that all four teams went over their win total. Yes. For as bad as I'm clowning Washington, they were an eight-win team. They were in the mix until, like, them and the Giants were battling for that last position. And yeah. you're right. The quarterback position was so bad for them. A lot of calls didn't go their way. I know one in particular I couldn't believe when the New York Giants played them on Sunday Night Football and Terry McLaurin... <laughs> God. No, it was Curtis. Sam well, Terry. So okay, wait. The, the 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 no pi in the end zone. That was Curtis. That was Curtis, where where he got bear hugged by uh, what's his like what's his name? Forget his daggone name. I had him on my Madden team. And I immediately traded him after that game. I was pissed. Uh, huh. But uh, but no, the um uh, the Terry was in was in New York when I was there. That was in the far end zone in, in on my side, and Terry was manhandled. We had a touchdown. They take it off the board. That was an overtime game. Yeah. That yeah, ended in a tie. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. I was, uh, so I was in the far end zone when Jahan Dotson did his little zigzag into the end zone to like tie it. Oh, it was a great game, but man, that tie hurt. That one hurt. Both games to the Giants hurt. The Eagles will play only one team with a winning record from 2022. Oh, wow. Are you they have a tough, Tough stretch of 
two games versus Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, and San Francisco. Because Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco. Dallas Fran. twice, San Fran, Buffalo, and Kansas City in a five-week stretch. When? When is that? Uh, that I do not have. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If that is mid-season, you never know where people are at. If it's beginning of the season or like week three to eight, that could be the that could be the determining factor on their season. Because, you know, if it's if it's week three or eight, week three to eight, and they they go, you know, two and three, one and four in those matchups, I don't see them doing that. But if they did, it definitely shifts the the you know, just the the emotions and the feeling towards that team. I also made a terrible mistake because clearly I can't read. <laughs> Uh, the Eagles played only one team last year with a winning record. Okay, okay. This year, they'll hit a 10-week span after their first five games where they'll play eight teams that made the playoffs last year. Okay, And that's okay. that stretch that I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But the reason why I talk about the schedule is because everyone knows how I'm, I'm a stand for the schedule. Like, I love the schedule. I'm obsessed with the schedule. I think it's very important. I think it could determine whether or not you should bet on this team whether or not you shouldn't, maybe you should wait on it. The Dallas Cowboys, I think, have the most balanced schedule in the league. As okay. far as, it's never like, oh, this is going to be easy. Holy shit, it's going to plummet. It's more like a uh, like a flat line. Like a steady just... It's it's just like, all right, this is a tough game. All right, then it's an easy game. This is a tough game. It's, it's very consistent. Where the Giants, seven of their first 11 are on the road. Yeah, and see, I remember I remember us talking about that when it first came right. out and how pissed you were. Yeah. Because that that is that that's is rough, dude. That's, that's yo, that's a real that's a real thing, man. Yo, the Jets a couple of years, many years ago, I think it was the last year with Rex Ryan. I, I've mentioned this so many times because it's a prime example of why I think the schedule matters so much. Their first 10 games, the worst quarterback they played was like Matthew Stafford. And it was like Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. That's, Aaron Rodgers. You're like, so, no. I'm throwing out Geno Smith. Congrats. <laughs> Good luck. That we'll see. That's what I pay attention to. Because mm. when people get crazy about the schedule, I don't get so crazy about the schedule because every year in football is so inherently different. Yeah, I mean, it's not the NBA. The NBA, we can almost kind of roll the balls right back out and know where we're going to be in three months. NFL, that is not the case. And for me, I I look at quarterbacks. So when you start talking about who are the quarterbacks we're facing, that's what I look at and say this schedule is hard or not. Because I don't really pay attention to the teams because teams change, coaches change, everything changes year to year. But when you start saying, okay, we got to throw this elite quarterback and this elite quarterback and this elite quarterback, and you got to play all of them and you got to navigate that, that's what I watch. The rest of it, I, I, you know, I mean, where, how many road games, all that stuff, it matters. But for me, it's the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, sometimes the defenses, and that just kind of that's why I love the Saints so much this year. Yeah. The quarterback division is garbage. The quarterbacks that they're going to play, Ryan Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, or Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, okay, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter Daniel Jones, Bryce Young again, and then Matthew Stafford. Jesus. Who's the best quarterback on that list? Tre Trevor Derek Lawrence? Carr. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr is the best quarterback. You'll sign up as opposed to seeing like Burrow and Mahomes and Allen. Heck yeah. No, like, but you see what yeah. I'm saying? Like when you have that if, that, if I'm staring at that and then I'm staring at their, their list, 
I'm like, oh, they could have a good year. Now, granted, other stuff has to break, but I'm way less worried about your schedule versus over here. Mm. You know what I mean? When you yeah. look at our division, our division, you got six games where that quarterback's not going to necessarily lose the game. So, all right, what's the other ways that we can win? You know what I mean? And I think that's why, I mean, Philly was was battle-tested last year. Yeah. They, they rolled through the, the playoffs because there wasn't nobody else really there. It's going to take a lot to dethrone Philly in the division and I think in the conference. I know that everything inside me says to not be on Philly this year, but man, it's so hard not to. Some stuff would have to go wrong. Yeah. Like really, it's really Serious wrong. injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Hurts like, gets hurt. Yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like if one of those things happens, then everything changes. Or, or you know, like Kelsey goes down on the O-line. Yeah. yeah. And well, Lane Johnson goes down. Three years ago, that's what happened. Remember, yeah. their whole O-line was gone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. their O-line isn't young. Let's not, you know, get misconstrued. No, but like, it's great. It is very good, but it is like... That window is... Yeah, like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't mess around. Yeah, yeah. Last couple of years, they've had to kind of talk Jason Kelsey into coming back again. Yeah. And he yeah. felt as if he was rejuvenated this year for how successful they were and how well he played, too. It's going to be fascinating, bro. This division is going to be really interesting. The Giants, to put a bow on this conversation, the Giants scare me a little bit because not only is that schedule crazy, those first 11 games, but I can't sound like a hypocrite, bro. All these years, I tell people to watch out for the record in one-score games. The Giants have one of the best records in one-score games. Philly also was incredible in one-score games. So there's going to be some regression to the mean where I think the Giants were eight and two in one score games. Even the playoff game was a one score game. Yeah. Next year that could flip and all of a sudden you're, you're three and five. And you're like, damn, that's we're, we're trash. No, we was just, it was tight. Yeah. What happened to the Raiders last year? Same thing in 2022. Amazing in one score games. Last year they lost all of the one score games. Vikings. That's who I think is oh, going to Vikings be is. garbage. And they gave up Dalvin Cook. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Listen, the NFL bet of the year. I don't use the L word often. Lock. Uh-oh. Lead pipe lock. Uh, Minnesota under nine wins is like, like, bro, we might have to dump like August and September Patreon money on that one. <laughs> like, that is, I mean, there's no, like 12 and 0 in one score games they went. It's never going to happen again. And the division got better. They got worse. Yeah. I, uh, who, who under you, on Minnesota. Quick, quickly, who, who do you think uh, wins that division? The uh, the North? The North, NFC North. Chicago. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's not a bad pick. I just, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of ascension. I think that they're going to have a good year. And everyone else having, you know, being bad, I think that they're going to look great. Um, I think, I think Detroit gets to 10 to 12. And I know, I know you you're just, not on you Detroit. Just, you just love 10 to 12. You're just hey. giving everyone, yeah, yeah, 10, like Oprah, 10 to 12 wins, 10 to 12 wins. You get it. Everybody get 10 it. to 12 wins. Hey. Yo, you're crazy. <laughs> I Listen, everybody said I was crazy about Detroit last year. How'd that turn out? Nah, every, everybody <laughs> was on Detroit last no, year. No, no. Everyone was like, oh, Detroit going to be trash again. I was nah, like. Nah, they, they were on hard knocks, when, bro. When Dan Campbell cried in that press conference. I've been a Dan Campbell fan ever since. I was like, oh, his, his, his players are playing hard for him. He won y'all over, bro. Jamison Williams, though, that's, I think, what's going to hurt them. Him not being there. I'm going to start rooting for Detroit because they got some D-gens on that team. <laughs> they got some dudes. That be, <laughs> they ain't on the team anymore, no. yeah, They got some. <laughs> that's why. They're, they're gone. You got to do what you got to do, man. You got to get your foot. You can't. 
<laughs> Apparently not at the practice facility. You can't do it yeah, at the team yeah, yeah. facility. And also, if you're making millions of dollars, I feel like, like, like give it a rest. Yeah, yeah. you've won. You you've 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 won. What we're all aspiring. To have. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey man, this was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation about the NFC East. I know uh, there's a lot of controlled chaos on this one, but a lot of fun, entertaining conversations. Josh, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Where can people find you if they want to contact you? Uh, so uh, the American Fan three six five on Instagram, TikTok. Twitter, YouTube, uh, also on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the channel. And, uh, you know, definitely keep the conversation going. It's just like with me and Nick, you know, everybody out there, we're all fans and we're all friends. Just don't talk about my mom. (laughs) Who did did that? (laughs) Hey, what Josh said, it also applies to Veterans Minimum. Rate, review, uh, share the podcast. Tell a friend. We'll catch you guys I'm next time. I'm a gold medalist. Bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell. Main course, beat a venison. Dab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.